you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. We are honored that you would take this time to listen to this broadcast and uh, just be part of our community. It, it's great to uh, have this opportunity. We've been talking this week as we've been going through the broadcast. We, we talked about healing and then helping once we heal. And today we're going to talk about a ministry for God. Before we do that, let's recognize that Kevin's with us. Brother Kevin is still out in Barstow in the high desert, he calls it. Good morning, brother. Good morning. I'll be here all week. Praise God. Yeah. Now the highest <laughs> desert that I hung out with stationed was in El Paso. And, oh, uh, yeah. it, it kind of probably, that's a it, mile high. Yeah. In my memory though, it's kind of the same junk when you're out in the desert running and stuff, but you had the mountains you could go to, to look down at the junky desert in El Paso. Praise God. <laughs> you had these big, huge high mountains. And, uh, but I enjoyed my time. NTC, you know, you just don't have good memories when you're riding around in the desert, getting all sweaty and fighting for showers. It's just not something that makes you feel good about and say, man, when I retire, I'm going to go back there. You know, it's just, it doesn't, as a matter of fact, at one point government jobs, uh, so people looking for government jobs who are retired military, it was like one for one. If you really wanted a job and you were willing to go to Boston, you got one. Praise God. It was, <laughs> it was yours for the taking because you didn't get a lot of people flying. So here we are. And, uh, and it's only because we love Barstow, California and the desert and all that. We sure do. We love El Paso, but it's the memories of ministry of, uh, military that messes me up a little bit. So when we talk about a ministry for God, the idea is being so profitable, uh, with what now, uh, let me go back and say this. The minute every one of us accepts Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior is the minute our ministry begins. And uh, so if we remember that, hey, I'm a born-again Christian now, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, well, then we have a job, they, you know, and along the way is sanctification, you know, discipleship, whatever you want to call it, getting to know God a whole lot better and getting more Christ-like, reading the Bible, having ministries out of your church. And through that process, you come across these verses that are so familiar over in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to absorb all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world over in second Corinthians five and all things are of God and be reconciled to himself by Jesus Christ have given the ministry of reconciliation to it, that God was Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses onto them. I'm so glad that that sentence is right there not imputing, not, you know, not dealing with their sin and all that and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors of Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled in God. God's reminding us that the responsibility is he takes those trespasses from us and he takes those trespasses from these people around the world. And we have a responsibility to 
introduce these people to the the only Savior, the one and only Savior, the, the, the one who saves us, the one who changes us, the one who makes a difference in this world, and, and to remind them that he takes our sin and puts it as far as the east is from the west, and, and he'll do the same for you. So when we think of a ministry for God, it's at different levels and different stages. Uh, actually, we're probably all not called to go around the world. We know that. Uh, but we're all called to serve God in our local church. We're all called to make a difference for God. And we're all, and to do that, Kevin, and you know, those of us who with PTSD, those of us been through the junk of life, those of us hurt my narcissist, those of us whose lives have been turned upside down, those of us who've been let down by family members, those of us who've visited friends and family in jail and God only knows where those of us whose lives have been shook upside down and physically hurt and abused, whatever the case may be, God's saying, okay, we healed you. You're out there helping others. Now let's have a ministry for God. Let's continue that help. Let's keep moving. Let's, and, and in my case, Kevin, and I know it's your case as well, God said, okay, you need to go out and help others. And you need to keep going. So you went from just helping a little to where uh, you're driving around in a trailer. I'm talking to everybody I, or with a with a coach. I'm talking to everybody I can. And, and, and so God has called my ministry to him to do this. But I know people in my church and stuff that work at abortion clinics and abuse clinics and ladies shelters. And what a difference they're making, brother. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go do that. Likewise, when God does something for us, we're supposed to go, you know, facilitate the same right for other people. And, um, you know, I've always been of the mindset. I don't know. I think it came with salvation, but I'm as lazy as the next guy, probably more so. I mean, I, I like comfort. The older I get, the more it hurts to move. So you just kind of, you know, but, uh, I've, there's a drive in me that, you know, if, if, if God drops me in a, in an ocean of water, I just, I don't want to just tread water. You know, I, I want to become effective at it. And this, this thing of becoming effective ministry, I want to, I'll learn to swim. I'm going to learn to signal, you know, planes passing overhead. If I'm in the water, I want to learn how to be effective in all the things, all the responsibilities and all the possibilities that being in that spot means. And I think, you know, everyone that's saved has, a, has a salvation experience that, that if they have any morality about them at all, they want to share, they, they want to give out, but they not, they're not necessarily effective at it. And I think that's why, uh, Paul in Philemon, and I've preached on this before, uh, uh, once or twice, Philemon verse, uh, verse six says Paul's prayer for this guy, Philemon. Now remember Philemon had a, an employee who escaped. He was a, an indentured servant or a slave. Onesimus, uh, he, right? Yeah. Onesimus. Yeah. He escaped. He went to prison. Paul had been there. In, in the same prison, incarcerated. Paul wanted him to Christ, said, I want to send him back. Please hire him again. And he said, by the way, this is my prayer for you, that you that you can become more, more effective in your ministry of winning others, others to Christ. So that doesn't have to be just me that's witnessing to your employees. And the reason I say that is verse six, Paul's prayer is that the communication of thy faith 
Philemon, may become effectual, we would say effective, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And and so, you know, you can you can parse through that verse, dissect it. And basically what is, what he's saying is Philemon, you are, are a saved man. You've got a testimony. Thank God for you. But in order to become effective, you're going to have to acknowledge some things that are in you in Christ Jesus. Well, in you in Christ Jesus would be number one, the Holy spirit, number two, spiritual gifts. So in me, in Kevin Rob is the same Holy Spirit that's in everybody else, but the manifestation of that spirit is different. It says it's in First Corinthians, he's given severally. The gift is given severally, so it's different. It's it's a diverse operation. It's a diverse set of gifts. And Romans twelve um, down around verse oh I don't know seven or so uh, talk uh, talks about the gifts. The, the New Testament abiding gifts of the Spirit, even with the completed scriptures, these are our set of things that uh, each person that's saved has at least one. So Philemon had at least one gift. I'm going to say, for the sake of what I'm describing, that it was the gift of teaching. Okay. And so he was told look, acknowledge that in you is a very unique gift that only you can give. Pretend that you have a sword that is meant for for goring a certain type of enemy or a certain kind of lion or a certain... Only your sword will stop this enemy. Your sword is the right length, the right shape, and it's, it's it's got the right whatever. So that's what Paul is telling Philemon, hey, Philemon, you have a unique spiritual gift. Acknowledge that, number one, as as being saved, you've got a big God in you. Number two, acknowledge, you know, to become effective at, at this thing of witnessing uh, and helping people that have PTSD. Just like at the, we talked about yesterday, the, the woman behind the counter at the Chinese takeout uh, that said, I walked into the backyard and my sister was hanging there having, having hung herself from PTSD. I had to stop and realize this is my moment. This, this, yeah, I, I'm hungry. I want this Chinese food, but you know what? I, I can take that, that food and that woman can die and go to hell. That woman can go hang herself because now she's got PTSD. Oh God, use my gift. And so I was able to So hold that for a minute and folks, we'll be right back with you. Thanks for hanging with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. those pesky breaks just show up and uh, i think kevin you were just finishing the point that you could have walked out of that chinese place uh yeah i could yes sir i could have walked away being ineffective and i don't know how effective i was i really don't but um the my best shot at being effective the I, i believe this the very 
best shot this woman has of getting saved was me standing there with the gift that God had given me. And if I had had the spiritual gift of, of helps, like it says in Romans 12, I would have been able to perceive, for instance, if she had um, a, a physical need at home, maybe her stove was broken. And I'd say, I tell you what, let me come fix your stove for you, man. I love doing that kind of thing. So that would be my gift. If it's mercy, that that would be shedding tears and, and feeling extreme empathy. If my gift was teaching, let me explain to you if my gift is prophecy as a, as a fourth teller, I would have been able to say, well, let me, let me tell you what's going on in this situation. And, and I could, I could, you know, kind of exhort her. So, so the whole idea that scripture brother has changed my life in that the communication of our faith becomes effective when we acknowledge our spiritual gift, because by Christ Jesus, that's in us. No one else can be as effective as I can in this situation as me with my gift. Amen. Amen. That's so good. And, you know, I'm reminded that talking about gifts and stuff, we all remember in Ephesians where, uh, and in, and for that matter, in Romans 12, where uh, you know, that God gives different gifts to different people and he uses every one of those gifts for his glory, not only in the local church, but, uh, uh, you know, in our ministries and things we do. And, and, and I'm so excited about that. I'm reminded if you look at first Peter four and verses 10 and 11, it says, as every man have received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the, as the oracles of God. I always think the holy oracles of God or the word of God, the Bible. If any man minister, let him do it with the ability which God giveth. God in all things may be glorified through Christ to whom, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. So Peter's reminding people over here in first Peter, he's reminding believers that each one of us have received these gifts. And, and that was what Kevin was talking about. And, and, and these gifts, God uses these gifts so we can serve one another. And, and Peter's emphasizing that, you know, God's grace gives us these gifts. So we use them wisely and responsibly and we be good stewards. And, 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 you know, he even goes on, I think, and he gives a couple examples he says, uh, you know, some have the gift of speaking and, and, and very words of God, the holy oracles and, and, uh, and relying on the Holy Spirit. And then, and secondly, if you look at that verse is someone who has the gift of serving and, you know, either one of those gifts are fine. Any of the gifts that God gives us over in Ephesians, it was talking about, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teaching for the perfecting of the saints somewhere within all of us. Us, God has given us a gift. And it's not even that important that we sit here and identify and say, you know, Kevin's gift is teaching, so he should only teach. God doesn't limit us at that level. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't say, well, Kevin, your gift's teaching, only teach. No. God gives Kevin the gift of teaching, but he gives everybody the gift of sharing the gospel. He gives every, you know, as a soldier, 
you know, I, I was an administrative guy my last 17 years out of 26. So for 17 years, I was an admin. You know, I still had to go to the firing range and make sure I was firing uh, properly. I still had to throw hand grenades. I still had to use anti-tank weapons. I still had to handle the common task of a soldier. I still had every responsibility that every soldier in the United States Army had. And, and man, I better be able to use them at any given time. But my gift or my job was administrative. Man, I knew those regulations. Boy, I could fly through those computer programs that the Army used. But you know what? My first responsibility, Kevin, was to be a soldier. And God gives us everything we need to be a soldier for him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was just at a big Marine Corps base. And uh, every Marine or rifleman, Every Christian, a witness first. So yeah, it's, it doesn't take a gift of teaching and really a spiritual gift is, uh, making Christ known in a certain aspect of Christ in me. So, you know, Christ in me is a hope of glory, acknowledging every good thing that's in me by Christ Jesus. So every person, whether it's a pastor or whether it's, uh, you know, the lowliest janitor at church, he's manifesting one attribute, one aspect of the lowly Lord Jesus or of the mighty Lord Jesus. You know, there's just some, whether it's a leadership skill, I think when I think of you, Doug, I think, you know, among other uh, gifts would be of, of leadership and leadership skill. You know, Jesus Christ was, was a great leader. He said, come follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Well, you know, that's just, a, that's just something God's given you. And I thank God for it, but yeah, uh, everyone should say, Lord, what, what, um, what task can I be given in my church? What, what, thing can I do to meet a repeated need? In, in other words, not just a sting operation. I'm going to show up um, uh, kind of like you said, Doug, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. once a year, once a five year, every five years. And some people do this. I'm not throwing stones at them, but they show up and and then they can put in all their prayer letters. I have a ministry at Washington, D.C. But then there's the people that live there and they're there all the time. And and that's what we're talking about. An effective ministry says, I want to live. I want to camp my life around this need and that's what God's done with me, uh, with military and with PTSD and with civilians that have PTSD is I want to, I want to camp and I want to be on the lookout for this need. And I want to start ministries that, that address this need. And I want to, I want to run it and, and then I want to turn it over and, and I want to reproduce myself doing that for as long as the Lord lets me, as long as I live. But, uh, you know, Paul said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, this first Timothy one twelve, who hath enabled me for that. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. So it takes being faithful, doesn't it? You know, at yeah. our, at our, at our task that we have, we have to be faithful. And, and, uh, if someone says, man, I'm, I just want a position that's not ministry. But if you say, What's a need? Pastor, give me a need. Oh, toilets need cleaned? All right, let me go clean the toilets. And a good leader, a good pastor leader, which a pastor should be a good leader, would say, you're, you're being faithful, George, at the toilets. And you know what? I also notice you're good. 
you, you enjoy talking and helping people. How'd you like to fill in for Sunday school? How'd you like to do this? Oh, you're, you're good at that. Let me, let me put you at this permanently. Let's make you the superintendent, whatever. That's, that's the, the, you know, the main qualification of ministry is, is faithfulness. And you know what, that's probably the biggest thing to make yeah. us effective. I, I agree. I agree. And, and good point. You know, though Kevin may be called to preach and teach, those may be his gifts. I think God gives us more than one sometimes. You still got to fill in all those other little things. And I found the times that I'm most productive, the times that God uses me the most is when it's not about my gifts, when it's not about my mm. talents, when it's not about my experience, where I say, yeah. yes, God, I'll move out. Where God says, Doug, I want you to go down and, and tomorrow I'm getting online in Augusta, Georgia. And we were supposed to do it in person because of this new latest SARS COVID breakout, verse number four or whatever it is. Uh, we're doing it online and we're expecting hundreds of people online. And, and I'm kind of scared about how I'm going to come across online. But you know what? In the back of my mind, I know that God wouldn't have me do this if I wasn't ready to do it. Mm. And, um, so I'm going to step out and do it. And it just made me think that I got to send Kevin an invitation so he can be part of this online. Well, listen, folks, we just shot right by this ministry and, and different things like that. And so we want you to come back tomorrow. I think we come back tomorrow and look at how we can have a, uh, a relationship where we're uh, a mentor to somebody. So how to be a mentor. So come back tomorrow. Those of us who've been through the junk alive, how we can help mentor other people. We sure do love you. God bless bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.